restoring the balance of pro wrestling radio. The Ministry of Slam Radio Show. Welcome to the Wrestling Arena. I'm Paul Barrow, and with me today is Tez. And this is going to be the first, hopefully, of a series of live podcasts we're going to do. We are back. We're uh, looking to get this started one more time. We're back, baby. And, and uh, it's been a, a wild time in wrestling at the moment. So, you know, we thought we'd come back and finally talk about it rather than just have me chat about it. I figured I'd, I'd rope Tez in to do to do a kind of co-hosting duties with me. So I uh, hope you guys are good. Hope it's good to hear our voices. It's certainly good to hear from everyone in the chat. Uh, it's very heartening to hear that you know people have missed us or missed the show. And uh, very good to be back, isn't it, Tez? Yeah, excellent to be back, Paul. Excellent to be back. Um, yeah, th- firstly, everyone, you know, watching live or if you're catching this later on on podcast feeds, well, you know, thank you for... Uh, for watching and watching the show and listening and um you know firstly paul thank you for kind of continuing the uh the mos slash wrestling arena with the uh the podcast um updates you know uh, of all the big hit and stuff it's really kind of keeping keeping the name out there so i've got to give you your dues dude it's not a problem it's, it was a bit of pleasure it's been a pleasure uh i just got it got to the point where i was like okay this is just me like this needs to be me and someone or you know, it needs to be it needs to be a, a collaborative effort because I'm, I'm sure people must have been sick of the sound of my voice at some point. Oh. Uh, I enjoyed doing it, and I, I got some nice feedback, so it's very, it very nice to hear from people. But uh, I really missed the live show. I missed the chat. I missed the interaction. I, again, like I said, thanks very much for doing this, Tez, because I was there. Like, who can I? Who can I? Who can I rope in? Who can I? Who can I sort of hint too strongly that this is a direction I want to go in? <laughs> well we've so um we, we it kind of came up in a, a chat um in the discord uh, a thread kind of started um i think it might have been rick uh potentially um had been saying about missing you know the show and and whatnot and we all kind of got started chatting and reminiscing and you know i obviously enjoyed my time as like a, a long time fan back in the day and um you know where i've been um, in regards to the show, has been continuing doing the Ministry of Horror. I now do that over on on Twitch uh, every other week. Um, but you know, kind of doing that, and then coming into the show after after Lee went and having a great time last year. But I think in terms of the the video podcast and and all that and for me as well with the horror, we got to the end of the year and things had to sort of take a little a little bit of a break. Um, but it's like anything it's like a bit of an itch after a while yeah. you're just sort of thinking i mean for me it was it was very much like i'm i'm i would just be happy for it to kind of come back and me to watch li- or listen as a as a viewer as a listener and join in the live chat because it's the community as well that um 
that's such a kind of a key part of uh, of the wrestling arena um and yeah, so yeah coming back dude thank you very much for uh for, for having me along i'm very excited oh no no you are more you 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 sort of put a, a crack in the door frame saying like you know if if i wasn't invited back and i was like what if you were invited back if you were invited back what you know would that be a thing <laughs> and we just sort of <laughs> We sort of uh, did the scene from Step Brothers. Like, did, did we just become best friends? Best friends. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, I'd like thanks very much for joining me. Uh, and thanks everyone in the chat. I'm, I'm I don't want to say I'm surprised, but I'm, I'm I'm certainly heartened at the number of people that we have. Mister Priceless, we've got Eddie and the Cannon, the Groff. It's 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 a it's a revitable school reunion of of MOS faces. So. Wrestling arena. I'm at some point going to call it MOS. Yeah. It's the wrestling arena. I, I didn't feel right using the MOS name as you know that was that had a, a storied history before me and and that kind of thing. So Lawrence Lawrence had had previously been talking about changing the name anyway, and I was like, well, okay, change the name and I'll I'll do these solo podcasts. And he was like, yeah, no problem. So you know, without Lawrence, we wouldn't the audio podcasts wouldn't have been happening anyway because i'm still using the mos feed that you guys are obviously still listening to and um obviously i've been keeping up with you on, on ministry horror i've been popping up popping in when i can to the chat room and then leaving because i'm a complete you know i'm a complete horror guy where it's like oh no no the sight of blood oh <laughs> so so it's been like oh it's really interesting we'll have a, like, a little chat and, and then it'll be like oh you're, you're watching jaws i can probably i can probably manage a jaws film or something like <laughs> but uh I, hopefully i haven't been too disruptive to to uh to m to moh but uh no 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 it's been, been fun catching you there but we generally do have a, a a few minutes of wrestling talk when i pop in and i've been going yeah tess is still i think tess has still got this Tess still tess still wants some outlet for for wrestling discussion <laughs> let's uh let's see if i can and just badger him in well that, that had been the thing i think i'd found Probably not just specifically wrestling last year, but also my last couple of shows before I took a little break for Ministry of Horror at the end of last year. It's probably just the thing of streaming in general. Last year was my first year of kind of doing proper proper streaming. Uh, oops, knocking the microphone. Doing proper streaming, and uh, I, I definitely found that near the end of it, I wasn't enjoying that much horror. And with wrestling, I certainly became very self-conscious that I was just moaning. Um, about whatever was going on in wrestling and i was thinking i'm not really enjoying this anymore um so taking that break when um the as it was you know known the ministry of slam uh went on went on a break i'm not going to use the h word we're not using the <laughs> h word no 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 that's that, that word that word is too uh, it's loaded <laughs> with with meaning that we don't want to exactly we were just on a break okay we were on a break um it was during that time that I, I kind of found that, actually, you know, I, I'm quite enjoying aspects of, of wrestling. Is, is it just a case of the shows I was watching were getting better? Or was it a case of I was watching it for enjoyment as a wrestling fan again, as opposed to kind of like that self-imposed feeling of I've got to watch all this and I've got to take notes. And, you know, it, it then kind of took it, took a bit of the enjoyment out. Um, I mean, my per my personal feeling is like, is it is now impossible to watch everything oh. unless unless this is a full-time job and we're getting paid for it it is impossible to watch everything i mean there's five hours of wwe there is five hours of 
AEW now. Um, there is, you know, Impact, all, all that other, all the other stuff like that. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, wrestling has exploded, and but the impetus for for this show coming back is the fact that it has exploded in several ways, big ways in this country. Oh yeah. I mean, and we'll certainly talk about that later. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's going to be one of our talking points. I was about to bury the lead a second for a moment there, but no, no, no. That's yeah. That's that's one of the going to be one of the talking points later on. Um, and I guess before we kind of jump into uh, into the show and and play a familiar jingle, um, we should obviously talk about uh, the man, the myth, um, the legend, um, Lawrence. So as you oh, notice, yeah. neither of us are Lawrence. Um, neither has had that wonderful intro either. I, no, I couldn't do it. I, I think I tried once on a on on a show when he was on tour, he, and it was just, never again. I you did well twice. You did well twice. But every, as I said to you at the time, anytime somebody comes up with a big intro, I've just got Road Dogs patter from DX in like 1999. So that's no good. <laughs> I, I, I know on the on the air is in there somewhere. Plus, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to, I don't want to be a, a guy who who steals someone else's stick. No, no, that's that. I mean, that that's it. it. It's 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 uniquely Lawrence. Uh, I neither of us have that well that voice and that energy to hit that. So that's very much that that's his his thing. So we're going to have to figure out. We'll have to our work own. on something. We're going to have to. Yeah, we'll storyboard. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to do one of those. Um, I don't know. Answer phone messages where we each say a word. Hello and welcome to <laughs> um but no so lawrence um has been incredibly incredibly busy this year if people didn't know um previously that lawrence is, is essentially a rock star he fronts a band voodoo vegas um and uh as of i think he might have started it late last year but very much this year uh he has been on the road with a show and um We'll just play you a little clip of uh, of what Lawrence has been doing. So, uh, one second, Paul. I'm going to transition over to Lawrence. Well, hopefully we don't get copyright instruct for that because um, I tried to make sure it was a short clip. Um, but yeah, Lawrence is uh, living the dream, as uh, print as uh, Priceless says, kicking ass and yeah. um, and you know just yeah, looks like he's having an awesome time and um, looks like an awesome show as well. Every time I talk to him, he's just kind of oh, we're here tonight, we're here tonight, we're we're doing this, we're doing that, and he's, he he seems like he's having a whale of a time. So uh, fair play to him because. I've never known anyone with so much creative energy to just be like, no, we'll, we'll do it. Like, I'd have been burnt out after three months. And he's just like, no, more, more, let's go, let's go. Uh, so, fair play. And he looks, obviously, he looks like he belongs on stage because he belongs on stage, let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, so, congrats to him. Long may it continue. I'm sure if, if he has spare time, at some point, maybe we can get him as a guest on the show. But he is very busy. So, who knows? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I think uh, you know, we'll both uh, we'll both kind of keep not not badgering him, but dropping dropping it in conversation. Um, 
yeah. because uh because we sure would love to we sure would love to have him back on back home um you know when uh, when when he likes but uh yeah th- we should also mention because obviously this discussion for doing the show only kind of came up uh last week so um we haven't really had a chance to look a lot, a lot of the transitions still say mos or the intros ministry of slam at some point we will kind of go through, I guess, all the little little bits here and there, and 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 bring it up to up to scratch. But again, those are those are kind of the things that uh, that uh, Lawrence and Lee did back in the day. So we've got some catching up to do. This is very much a should we do this? Yeah, let's do this. Well, let's set a date reasonably soon so that we don't chicken out <laughs> or think like, oh, I've got two months to prepare for that. This is seat of your pants. Uh, you know, almost pirate radio, if you will, where we're just kind of like, let's let's take over the airwaves and see what happens. So uh, there's my excuse and explanation. Exactly, and I, I think it's for very valid. What, for what you see before you. <laughs> I think it's very valid. I think it's very valid. Um, right, dude, shall we go to our first section? Yes, yes, let's go to our first and very familiar section. Okay, for for those in attendance, for the millions at home, and I can't remember the whole spiel. But the benefit of those with flash photography was on I got then. So e- even though you were doing the road dog thing, I plum forgot it and went to Agent <laughs> Christian. So shows what I know. Guys and gals, um, it is now time for the wrestling news. This is the news. The news. Oh, yes, the wrestling news for the week. Unfortunately, we've got to start with a sad tale in that exotic Adrian Street has passed away. His family confirmed to the BBC that in the, 80, the 82-year-old died at hospital in South Wales on Monday. It did have the name of the hospital, but as it was a very Welsh name, I cut it out because I do not want to be responsible for trying to pronounce something in Welsh. Mm-mm. He has been recovering from recent brain surgery. Street's wife, Linda, also his longtime manager, known as Miss Linda, spoke about her husband's recent health injuries. He'd had a heart problem a while ago, which was resolved. But then he had a stroke early this month, which resulted in a bleed in the brain. He was covering from that at home and he developed colitis, a chronic inflammatory bowel disease, which later sent him to sepsis. That's what killed him. It all came about so quick, I've still not come to terms with it yet. She continued to pay a tribute to her husband, referring to him as the kindest, most lovely and loving man I've ever known. The total opposite to how he behaved on stage. So yeah, Adrian Street, a well-known British wrestler of the 70s and 80s. And in fact, someone who made it pretty big in America. I was in Mid-South. Uh, almost the, the pioneer of the... Uh, how to put this? The gold, the gold dust style gimmick. That sort of effeminate yet tough guy. He... Um, he was just a. If you've seen, there's a documentary on WWE Network called "Imagine What I Do to You." I think it's the that the Adrian Street story, and he's full of life and vigor in that. He's got lots of stories about his time on his time in British wrestling, and it's just a. It's it's you know he's 82, good innings as you say, but he was also someone who was still out and about, still talking about British wrestling. He was doing shooting interviews, talking about the old days, and British wrestling has, during this break, turned into something that I've started to like watch more of, become more because you can just find any match you like on YouTube because nobody seems to care about the copyright. It's just kind of like, oh, let's see if I can find you know Young Davy, aka 
the British Bulldog before he really got big in the big in the industry. So hearing Adrian Street, like I, I now know who that is rather than just hearing about his name in various biographies and hearing about him from other shoot interviews. And it seems like he was a great guy. Seems like, you know, a real pioneer. Yeah, I mean, probably probably not a surprise to anyone who who saw the uh, Tess's homework segments, but I'm not very familiar with um, with Adrian Street uh, at, at all, unfortunately. Um, I do remember when that documentary uh, came out, because I, I believe it got quite a lot of advertisements at the time. And obviously, I his name, uh, his RIP was uh, at the top of this week's Raw, or yes, uh, last night's Raw. But um, yeah, sad times. Eighty two is, is a good innings. Um, obviously, very unfortunate for the wife. How you know it's kind of a, one one thing after another, and then it all kind of happened quite quickly. So that's obviously going to been been yeah, yeah. quite traumatic. But um, yeah, our thoughts and prayers uh, go out to uh, to Adrian Street's family and friends and fans. Uh, also posed for my favourite wrestling picture of all time, which is. Him and his father in the coal mine that his father was almost insistent that Adrian worked in. Uh, and it's Adrian Street in full gimmick. <laughs> it's, on, it's on screen. If, you, if you're watching the stream right now, it's on screen. He's in full gimmick. There's a load of miners covered in coal behind him. And he just looks like the most out of, out of place person ever. And I just think it's, it's like, yes, this is a pro wrestler in real life, in a real life situation, which I always find very funny. Do you reckon um, that uh, Dustin Rhodes modelled some of the maybe appearance or mannerisms of Goldust on him? Just because, like I say, not oh, seen any of his matches, but looking at the picture, the appearance, the 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 stance, kind of just makes me think Goldust. Anybody that has done that kind of gimmick has taken it from Adrian Street. Anybody, uh, I'm trying to think of, I can't remember the guy's name now. He did. Um, Jackie Gator and one of the Harris but who the heck are we talking never mind who am I talking about who am I talking about oh he was a cop and then he got to wrestling uh, it should be able to help me out in Steve, a bit Steve Blackman uh, no no Steve Blackman wasn't he was a he became a bouncer hunter afterwards oh. who, who was Rico thank you the gruff Oh. Rico is, is was almost an exact. Oh like his yeah, his hair was his hair was done in the same way. It was it was like you're just doing Adrian Street, like not even not even your own take on it. You're just doing Adrian. Thanks for the gruff because that was above me for the whole show. I've just been sat there for the whole show, being like, who was that? But yeah, <laughs> Rico just the entire the entire thing, dyeing the hair, the hair and pigtails. It was all Adrian Street, and. Even even he's in ring stuff where you know he'd, he'd come out and he'd be very um, effeminate, shall we say? But then you know he'd get in the ring and just hurt people. He'd, he'd just uh, be a real mean wrestler. It was great stuff. Uh, Fran the Cannon also saying Orlando Jordan would have taken some stuff from Adrian Street because it it seems like I mean we've got people like Gorgeous George, but Gorgeous George was more uh, prim and proper. Yes, there was some. Um, with some effeminateness in like spraying perfume and that in the ring and getting into the ring and having a hairdresser and stuff. But the whole, I, I dress like this, but I'm really going to beat you up is definitely Adrian street. Mm. So to my mind, a real trailblazer because he's someone people are still 
still taking things off of. Oh, excellent. Well, not excellent news, obviously, but um, yeah, definitely. Oh, it's, it's sad news, but I, I think it's important that people do remember like these these because he never had a WWF run that I, that I know of. He was never in, which is all the more surprising because he got a documentary on the WWE Network. That's how well he was looked at. Oh, excellent. So, yeah, that was our first piece of news for the new era. All right, next up. Rey Mysterio is doing fine after his injury on Friday night. Uh, his match against Santos Escobar on SmackDown was stopped early when Mysterio was unable to continue. The situation was addressed by Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Wizard Radio. He noticed there was concern Mysterio may have suffered a concussion. Meltzer said, he's fine. He did the match with Santos Escobar last night and apparently something happened. I have to rewatch the tape, but I was told but it was a move by Santa Escobar that not race silly, but he continued to rescue. The dive was the excuse to call the match off. Like, he took the dive and they were attending to him and everything like that, but they already planned to stop the match. They stopped the match just before the commercial break. So, Ray is apparently doing, doing okay, because it, it did look pretty rough. I thought he'd been injured on Santa Escobar's suicide dive, uh, but apparently he was injured before then which I always find interesting because I'm always one of these guys that is, uh, oh, I can pick out when that happened. And no, I never can. I, I don't know what I'm, as much as I'm, I'm hosting this show, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to in-ring stuff because I've never been in the ring. Oh, yeah, I'm normally oblivious to when uh, actual accidents happen. Unless it's a situation where it's clear-cut that something has gone wrong, then nine times out of ten, I'm just like, oh, what's, what's happened here? What's going on? Why is it all slowed down? But yeah, I, so I, I didn't, I didn't notice personally um, the injury. Obviously, when the match was called and whatnot, I kind of just thought, oh, it's a bit of an odd ending. But okay, okay, you know, fine. Maybe you know, in my head, it was like, okay, well, maybe to keep Ray looking strong. Which now that I'm talking about it, like, when did WWE ever make Ray look strong? <laughs> I still, I still remember his world title run. His world title run was hilarious because he's won the world title, and now he's the biggest loser in the in the company. Still, yeah, ancient, ancient history these days. Exactly. Just thinking, oh, they give Ray the belt, brilliant, and then nothing happened because he just got squashed by the looks of Mark Henry and the great <laughs> Carly. Yeah, brilliant. we don't talk about activating television. <laughs> oh yeah, but good news that he's doing fine. That's good. Yes, yes, that is good news because still a draw, still going strong. Uh, you know, a play to Ray. I mean, you. Uh, these days you don't even hear about him getting injured that much because it used to be every couple of years you'd be like knee injury, knee injury, mm. knee injury. My and knee, like... ah, my knee. <laughs> so this is uh, he won uh, Santos won to is this to go against um, Austin Theory for the US title? Yes. So that's when I knew when they stopped the match I was like that's not a great way to set your guy up for facing a champion. The other guy had to be stopped. Mm. You know, it had to be something, but Ray doing well. Well, yeah, I mean, either Ray or Santos would uh, would bring, I guess, a bit of interest to the US title. It's it's one of the only titles that is kind of dull at the moment in WWE. I, I hate to say it. Yeah, well, Austin Theory just hasn't been a good champion. I think he's got it in the ring. I think he's he's still a bit unsure on the microphone. I think, but to me. He's not really had any good feuds or anything or any any real rivals to make you go, okay, 
this is a rivalry now you're both going to get built up from it yeah he he was entertaining enough when i was i think it was the tail end of me watching nxt when i guess it was still black and gold uh but it was like you know the the pc um uh nxt when he was uh the dumb the dumbo uh in the way you know yeah. it, it was kind of dumb humor and i i do think that probably wise that they didn't transpose that to the main roster because that automatically would probably put a ceiling on him or it may not it's kind of 50 50 whether it'd come across well or not but yeah i do find him incredibly dull um yeah he's good in ring of course Every, everyone's good in ring these days but um it's he's one of those champions where it's like it kind of to me highlights that you don't not every title needs to have a long reign you know i'd be quite no. happy with with one title to maybe hot potato over a couple of months you know i mean in theory I, I i think it's pretty obvious he was a vince mcmahon um not creation, but he was a Vince McMahon project. Oh, and look at him. Look at him. When when Vince sort of had to bow out, bow out, he was very much put on the back burner. And it was like, okay. And now he's just kind of in limbo because Vince is back as chairman of the company. But uh, it's no. just crazy. Like He's got a win over John Cena. Yeah. And he's no better off for it. No, no. And, uh, Absolutely Spran, crazy. Spran said in the chat, honestly, his Austin Drury yeah spot ah, on. perfect yeah i'll be stealing that <laughs> yeah oh dear um right okay next bit paul just realized that all of my news all of my news pieces are like bad <laughs> they're all sad they're all sad stories jamie hater is unlikely to make it all in hater has been sidelined since losing the aw wins championship at aw or nothing coupled with jade cargill taking days off and Thunder Rosa still being absent from the AEW women's division has been missing a few prominent talent. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like Hater will be able to return anytime soon. Letting the Observer today reported that Hater would not return in time for All In, which Fightful has confirmed, barring a miraculous recovery. And obviously, we'd like to wish Jamie Hater the best in the recovery. That sucks. I mean, she's so good. And in front of the crowd at All In, she'd have got a monstrous reaction. So that is terrible news. And I promise uh, next show I will have some not tragic or, or horrible news of people getting injured. I'll, there'll be some, I don't know, I'll make something up and you'll, I'll, I'll just put, I'll put it in the news and you can get to decide which thing I made up. Maybe we'll do that. I don't know. <laughs> Wrestling Observer just... or The Onion? Which, which, which is the news source? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Um, I mean, this I, I is... just realised all, all this. All this news is just like, yep, this has happened. And I suppose, Ray, I suppose, Ray not, not being injured is okay. Yeah, like... it could have been worse. It could have been worse. He's okay. Um, yeah, I mean, Christ, this not only. Su I mean, it sucks for all in because, like you say, would have been a huge pop. You know, I think, I think the hardcore wrestling fans, which is you know that that. It's a huge audience, expected audience, but it's going to be the hardcore wrestling fans based on how quickly the tickets sold. I think Hater would have got a bigger reaction than Soraya, which is crazy to say because Soraya's had a film made about her. But Hater is so over, and not only is this a blow for the all-in card, 
<laughs> um, <laughs> whatever that is. Um, <laughs> uh, again, we'll talk about that. In a we'll, while. we'll talk about that in a while. Um, but I think it's just a blow to the to the fem- to the to the women's roster. Um, yeah. It because that is. I mean, again, I think that's something we're going to be talking about in a little bit. But um, do you know? Do you know what her injury is? I don't know the details. It's 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 apparently a serious back injury. Is all the details I could dig up. Oh man, such so a shame. They they do. It does not seem like you can be like, oh, this this healed quicker than I expected. It seems like a back I wouldn't mess about with because it's 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 the wrestlers' stock in trade. The back, mm. you've your back bumps, your rolls, all that kind of thing. It, re- it requires you to have a strong back. Uh, so you want to take care of it. So the thing, the thing with their their roster, like if you look on paper at some of the names in the women's roster, you think that's going to be one of the strongest. It's going to be up there with one of the strongest rosters around. Um, and Jamie is someone who came into AEW, not really known to the WWE fan base, which are going to be a portion of people who have only known you know American TV wrestling, but has just gotten herself over pretty much purely from her in ring work, like. Yeah, mic works okay, you know. She doesn't get to use the mic much, but purely based on her in-ring presentation, her style, just the way she interacts with the crowd, um, so it's, it is a massive blow that she won't be able to be at all in. Um, oh, you know, to me, it's it's awful. It's just like it's at the moment. I believe All In is the third biggest wrestling crowd of all time. That may or may not be discounting uh, North Korea show, obviously, where everyone was basically told mm-hmm. you are going. The, the WCW, the WCW bigged up for like three weeks, then realised, oh, well, this doesn't look good, so let's not talk about it. Ric Flair won't boast about about it. Ric Flair no. technically pre- performed in front of the biggest crowd of all time, and he, he just will not talk about it. So, no, um, no, no. so that's that goes to show you something. Uh, All in is apparently the third. Uh, they they are behind, I believe, one WrestleMania. I can't remember which. I think it's thirty thirty nine. But like, it, so it, they've sold a monstrous amount of tickets. So anybody from the area is going to get a gigantic reaction. So to lose yeah. one of those those stars is 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 a bit of a downer, and must be a thing that they that the talent themselves, Jane, must be sitting there going, oh, "I'm probably never going to get to work." Uh, with in front of that many people again because yeah. you know it, it it's a huge crowd oh yeah it's mon- it's monumental isn't it really but yeah, it's uh ridiculous yeah get well soon jamie um i mean i'd obviously depending on the severity of the injury if if she can have some sort of appearance that's maybe not in ring, then that would be awesome for her. But obviously, like, you know, her being a professional, the main thing would be to you know, perform in, in a show like that. But, you know, fingers crossed that um, AEW obviously see the financial success of, of a show like this and go, right, okay, let's let's make it a regular thing, which, uh, you know, everyone wins then. And, you know, she gets another another crack at it along with anyone else that misses out, hopefully. But uh, um, so, yeah, I guess that that is the new. It's we decided to start a wrestling podcast back up on an incredibly slow news week. <laughs> uh, there was there was some news about Vince McMahon having a surgery, and I was like, I'm not covering Vince McMahon doing anything. So nah. so uh, 
Now, on, on that note, guys, that was the wrestling news. That was the news. Yeah. There we go. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Right, what are we on to next, Paul? Uh, well, we're going to discuss the best of the week and the worst of the week. So that's from what from what I remember us talking about. That was one thing we just we think is the best of the week uh, from the company, and one thing that we think is the worst of the week of a company. That's one one good thing from WWE, one bad thing from WWE. One good thing from AEW, one bad thing from AEW. Yeah, mm. yeah. We so we didn't want well, to. You just... might you might almost call it an up an up <laughs> or a down, but I wouldn't want to do that because a certain prominent YouTuber has that market cornered. We we don't want to do that, and that's okay. We don't want to, you know, do chemical infringement. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't need that. No, 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 no. I don't need that. No, no. I've, I've heard he comes down and you're heavy. Yeah, I don't want to get beaten up. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we basically we had a quick chat about kind of things that we could uh, we could uh, we could do on the show and we didn't well we, we wanted to kind of keep the show uh lean or leaner than some of the shows in the past so we didn't want to recount everything that's happened on all the shows i i listened to a wrestling podcast and some of their podcasts go for like four hours because they go through every show and it's entertaining but it was four hours so we wanted to just handpick, okay, what was something good in this week for that company? And then also what was something not so good? Just to kind of keep it level, keep a level playing field. So, best of the week. AEW, I've put down the MJF and Cole story. Oh I think boy. that was one of the best. That's probably the best thing they've done the last few weeks to be fair i I've, i'm really enjoying this because every time i think like oh this is where this is where it breaks this is where it breaks down I just keep holding it off and i'm like oh okay and now i'm even more invested because i, I expected it to be like a week like during because they they got teamed up during the battle bowl not battle bowl battle bowl's the wcw one where you, <laughs> you had random tag team uh the random tag tag partner yeah yeah tournament. yeah um and um, yeah, I was like, this will last a week. They will lose like maybe two weeks in and then we'll get another match with them. And they haven't done that. They've done crazy backstage skits and MJF has become like a pseudo face where he's basically doing what I call comedy, um, holiday camp wrestling. <laughs> the most simple wrestling you could possibly do. He's getting... Um, hardcore wrestling fans to chant for a body slam. But did, did you have the double clothesline on your bingo card for 2023 wrestling as being an over finisher? No, not at all. It's brilliant. And, it's and, so entertaining. And it's a, it's not a good move. It's, no. It hasn't been a good. It hasn't been a good move in 30 years or 40 years. Over long They've only managed to hit it once, I think, so far. <laughs> And the crowd went molten for it. Yeah. And um, I, the, the, I think the fact that Tony has got himself um, a, a story where either either wrestler could turn on the other and it w you know it would be money and convincing. Like, you could go, oh, MJF's clearly going to turn on, on, on Cole. But then at the same point, Cole's traditionally 
been a heel in the past in you know WWE yeah. and, and so and so so you could All easily see him boy. turning you know either way it's going to be gold I think yeah. when that does eventually come I don't know how he does it I don't know how NGF does it I know he's the devil mm. right and yet every time he does one of these I'm going to be a face things I pull for him Every time it's like, oh, you're going to tell me the sub story behind, you, you know, your hatred of CM Punk. Oh, I feel for you. Uh, you're going to tell me this. Oh, I feel for you because of that. That's awful. Oh, you're going to try and be a face. I, I, I fall for it, despite knowing that you're going to turn. And this time, uh, this week was the, the, the finals of the tag tournament and mm. they didn't win. No. FTR beat them in a good match. Not in a good match that was hot, hot the crowd were hot, uh, and MJF was inconsolable that he'd let the team down, and I was like, "Ah," and I'm like, "This is MJF. You know what he is. Like, stop this, stop, stop doing this to yourself." Um, but um, I think it's great because every time I think, "Oh, this is a, this is getting tired now. This is this is this is, uh, you know, MJF appearing to be a good guy. He's done it two or three times to three, two or three different people." Mm. And I just keep thinking, oh, this is going to work. I'm, I'm going to be a bit bored. Oh, no, this is really fun. Every time, this is really fun. I mean, so, who, who'd have thought that in an impromptu dance-off, which had the internet in a meltdown, but it's like, oh, come on. We when have we not seen this before? Get over it. Um, who would have yeah. thought that MJF would be the really good, probably one of the best dancers out the lot, so much so that he then has to say to Cole, calm, calm it down a bit, calm it down a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, he's certainly better than Adam Cole. Yeah, Adam, Adam Cole's hip thrusts were very much like, good Lord, am I, is this the in-betweeners now or something? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, hopefully that was exaggerated, but I, I kind of hope it wasn't. I just hope he's a, a naturally bad dancer. <laughs> it would be... He can't be worse than Sammy Guevara. I mean, no. what was going on there? He was going for it. I mean, it wasn't working, but he was going for he it. Was for that, it. Was very, that was very in between us, where it's just like, I don't care how I look, let's just do this dumping. Yeah. But to me, their team has been awesome to mm. the point where I don't want it to break up. I mean, I'm at, I'm at a, uh, I'm at a two, I'm sort of a crossroads where it's like, I want a certain thing, which means they have to break up soon. On the other hand, I don't want them to break up. I want for all in an mm -hmm. AEW title match. But I don't want this team to break up. <laughs> so where do we go? Yeah. Yeah, that's got to be... That's got to be where it's heading, unless somehow they have someone else come in for the title match and Cole's ringside. I don't know. I don't know. I guess it depends on how highly they hold All In versus All Out, which is like a week away after it, isn't it? Yes, it's, I, it's very close. I guess the, the booking but, will dictate the importance, maybe? Yes, the booking. <laughs> hmm... Which booking? When, when's that starting then? <laughs> uh, my, 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 somebody, I was watching a competing wrestling podcast uh, earlier today and somebody brought up something very interesting that they could do. 
I'm kind of like, that'd be a fun match, but it's a bit of a waste of some of your, it's a bit of a waste tying up your talent into one match. And that's FTR and CM Punk versus Cole, um, MJF, and Roderick Strong. Hmm. But again, you've got no you've got no AW tag match, tag team title match, and you've got no world title match. If that's the case, yeah, you're taking away two two massive title match potentials to have one massive Sto- storyline story match. match. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's out the realms of possibility. It would certainly it wouldn't surprise me for a UK a show got- to. You know, I'd be a bit gutted we didn't get a we didn't get a world title match. I'd be a little bit, a little bit let down when we're the biggest crowd they've they've ever had. And and you know, to my mind, you have every title defended you can have mm. because you can have footage of that champion and that belt in front of a vast amount of people. There is a reason they they still show footage of WrestleMania three. And they're doing WrestleMania hype packages because it's a sea of people. Yeah, yeah. I, I can, and I, I guess the the other thing is that um, you'd automatically have a portion of fans looking at that sort of match, going, "Oh, it should be CMFTR versus the Elite." No, you know, because that's the that's the match when it comes to a, a triple or a six man tag. Which, whether it's likely to happen or not, who knows? But that's the one where people would want to put their money which is unfair obviously to the storyline potential with um mgf cole and to a lesser extent roderick strong yeah i only said to roderick strong because roderick strong is sort of in there isn't he where he's like i don't trust he's you involved yeah, yeah yeah um right what was the other best of the week the other best of the week was and it's happened last night chad gable versus gunther Mm-hmm. I thought this was a this. Uh, if you haven't seen Raw, we're not really going to spoil much. It was a, a contest between Chad Gable and Gunther, and you'd be shocked to hear that it was really good. <laughs> um, two tremendous talents, uh, and it was a five-minute challenge. Yeah, and within five minutes, they had the crowd in the palm of their hand, and the palm of Gunther's hand was all over Chad Gable. So, um, yeah. It, it, it goes on a bit from there, but I don't want to ruin the entire thing for people that have yet to see Raw. For, yeah. Go out, go out of your way to see this segment of Raw. Um, all, all I'll say is the deadlift German suplex uh, was mind-blowing in a match that had a number of mind-blowing moments. Um, and I would say, I have to say an, an honorary mention, because we were sort of tossing and turning between... Uh, this and also the two-part um, promo package which fair play to raw they had quite a few promo packages that were all good um although they did keep doing the bloodline quite a bit considering that smackdown um was the ronda rousey Shayna baszler package that's got Excellent. to get an honorary mention because i didn't think i would be caring about that feud at all until watching that package and it's so well done it's a big difference though Ronda cares. Yeah, Ronda hasn't. Ronda hasn't cared about anything for a while, and they've they do have you know they're saying oh we we're best friends we were best friends. 
they they are best friends. There is legitimate history with them to call on. They talk about Strike Force, the UFC, and it's a really good. It was certainly better than um, there was another one that was Cody and Brock, and yeah. it was a good package. It was a good package, the Cody and Brock one. But what it did highlight to me was it hasn't really been that much. It's just Cody gets attacked. Cody cuts a promo. Two weeks, two weeks later, Cody gets attacked. The next week, Cody cuts a promo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like you could tell because it's they're all just wearing different suits. Yeah, that's yeah, the only yeah. thing you can tell. It's a different area. Um, it was again WWE are great high packages, but it really brought to me like they haven't really done much with Brock and Cody as like a, a thing. It's just kind of like been in like the occasional beatdown and then comeback promo. Yeah, it's one of those feuds where I imagine the match at SummerSlam will be good. I mean, SummerSlam we'll get onto in a little bit, but um, uh, yeah, I'm hoping that this is the end of the end of the feud. Um, where I mean, well, I was going to say where either of them go. I mean, Brock will probably disappear for a few months and appear either in the title picture or with someone else big. Um, I guess it's where it leaves, uh, where it leaves Rhodes. Cody um who knows I, I don't yeah I don't feel that he has the the hotness uh in terms of hot streak not his appearance you know fair play whatever um <laughs> that he had going into mania and then the upset at mania um I don't think he's definitely not gone lukewarm or anything like that but no he's, he's still he's still over people still love him yeah but I, I still maintain that mania was the time to end this if Cody's going to be the guy yeah, we just don't know at the moment. Yeah, WWE have certainly kind of shown in the last year, especially that uh, they're fully capable of creating a captivating story or having some. You know, we had it with Drew at Clash of the Castle and uh, and Sammy, where you can really make it think, make it seem like someone's. Go- they're going to do it. I feel like this could be different, and it it does kind of have that twang of we don't know when to finish. We don't know when the right time is to finish the storyline. And I hope that I'm wrong. Um, but re- whether that's Cody's story or the Bloodline story, it just kind of feels like maybe we've missed yeah. the mark. Yeah, for, for me, I mean, they're still as over as they were. People that were complaining have stopped complaining and said, well, it must be Jay then. Um, so maybe, maybe it's just not for me at this point. For me, Mania was the time. Uh, it's still a great story. People, are, you know, they're, they're still they're, the acting in it is still top, top notch for all professional wrestling. I'm fed up of seeing like, oh, they need to get Emmys and Oscars. It's like, no, it's great acting, pro wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is cinema. No, 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 no. No, no, no. come on now. Arby is cinema. I'm just kidding. <laughs> right, Cine- we- don't con- don't consider it cinema. <laughs> We, we talked about uh, we talked about the best of the week. So what we've got is the worst of the week, Paul. Worst of the week. I'll uh, I'll go in the I'll go back to AEW so it doesn't look like I'm piling onto WWE too mm-hmm. much. Uh, the the AEW Women's Division. That's all I've got written down. The AEW Women's Division, because what on earth are they doing? I mean, again, we we mentioned earlier on with the I still got Jamie Hater on the screen there. Uh, we mentioned earlier on with um the news about hater about the AEW women's division position at the moment and again you look on paper and go okay you know they've got ty valkyrie versus Britt baker and obviously it was an off night for both of them these things these things kind of happen. it was clunky it, it was, was clunky. it was clunky but 
we're in a situation now where they have a lot of really good talented names and a lot of you know decent up-and-comers with the right sort of you know like sky blue willow nightingale people that can become big names you know they're on the path there um you know and those that are already there and i think outside of um brit although i my opinion after the reality show which i know is scripted reality but i do think she's a bit of a bully um my opinion of her has has dropped a little bit but she is one of the best women that they have on the mic um outside of her you know uh tony storm in ring and obviously jamie and thunder who aren't there at the moment they're kind of floundering and it doesn't help that they're getting one match per show or one segment per show yeah and when they do have those segments i don't know if it's road agents or or what or it's difficult to say because obviously we're outsiders from that perspective but something just is not working in that division i personally haven't thought that Britt baker has ever been amazing in the ring i thought she's no. been good i think i think she's a tremendous character like certainly one of if not the best female character they've had she's also working with a neck injury and a back injury yeah has been for ages and just keeps saying oh you know it's getting worse but i'm going to keep working it's like well, if it's getting worse stop working like you know yeah. just stop bumping on it i mean i mean i said earlier that 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 your back is your money, really. If you've got no back, you can't take a bump. But apparently she's working with a neck injury and a back injury, and she's toughing it out, which is commendable in some ways. But it does appear to be affecting her performance. Mm. If, if, you know, the last match I saw her in was anything to, to go by. I mean, um, f- funnily enough, for me, her best work, and it's been a little while now, um was during her feud with Thunder Rosa. Um, whether that's because of the genuine dislike between them, whether Thunder was maybe carrying her, I don't know. Um, but yeah, outside of that, and especially, I, you know, I, I know she's had a bit of time off with, with injuries or whatnot, or with the focus going, uh, going on to Jamie and with the limited time that they actually have uh, for the women's division each week. Um, but I've certainly found that the matches that she's had in the last few months have all been noticeably clunkier or slower than previously and i agree with you i never thought she was great in ring but an amazing character great on the mic um and you know you don't have that many people with that ability that's one of those things that's either kind of natural or you know you can you can develop it maybe not every time so yeah i i don't know where they go with that but it was a really off off night at the races. Um, yeah. I mean, the Outcast storyline just ended because of injury. And they just ended it. They didn't pivot into something else. It just sort of stopped. Same thing happened when Chris Statlander end, uh, got injured. And that's why Jay Cargill had such a huge title reign is because the, the plan was for Chris Statlander to take it off her. And Chris Statton had just blown one of her knees, so I had to rehab all that. That's why you ended up with the massive winning streak. Yeah. And it just seems like sooner or later, you have to pivot away from your plan if something goes wrong. You have to create something out of nothing. Chicken salad out of chicken shit, if you will. 
Yeah. I noticed that Mr. Priceless has uh, asked if uh, if uh, we've seen the Cody documentary. I have. I don't. I don't think you have, Tez. No, I haven't yet. No. Only. Only. I think it only came out yesterday. Uh, I like to watch wrestling, so <laughs> you got me at least. It's 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 a very good documentary. It got it covers everything, not all of it in 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 excruciating detail, but there is footage from being the elite in there. Oh really? There is there is a few, there is stuff from backstage at all in in there from the secondary company in uh, Triple H's world. Yeah. <laughs> That's in there. But yeah. How is that news? He's not going to turn and be like, they're no, great. No. They're, almost, they're, 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 they're the alternative to us and they're amazing. Uh, he's not going to say that. You're going to put them down. It's not like... <laughs> to me, that's not news. It's no, just... no, no. He's not calling them a, pi- a piss ant company. Which is what well, yeah, I suppose it's uh, it a little bit more somewhere? respectful, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, with, with the women's division, it's yeah, it's it's the booking, it's the time kind of given. Um, they 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 never really seem to bother that much with kind of like qualifying matches or building building up to have title contenders. And you can say that about the the men's roster and a number of different titles as well. And maybe that's just their style. And in my head, you have um, number one contenderships and uh, for you know your win matches to then get to that point of, of facing someone for the title. But yeah, something needs to, something needs to change there with the women's division because they've, they've, they've kind of got what could be uh, a real hallmark of the company with the names that they've got available. Um, and it's such a shame that we're not in a position where we can say, Christ, you know, these other companies don't have, what AEW have in their women's division, you know, they're putting on banger after banger matches and incredible feuds. Um, it's almost it almost got to a stage at one point with AEW's women's division when people were signing, where you kind of thought, oh Christ, is that really any better for them? Because they're going to appear for about three weeks and then we're not going to see them again. Stick with Impact, you get used. Yeah, yeah. And I get mean, used well, Impact for their availability i'm not going to say presentation because it looks good it's just the size of the crowd on screen which is always a bit of a bit of a negative but they've generally on the whole had the best uh presentation for their for their women or or in terms of consistency in their history you know the knockouts division whether it's had ups and downs has generally been one of the more revered women's divisions yeah um I will say, I do wonder if it's anything to do with the TV network. Because if you look at Maybe. Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor have just headlined a pay-per-view Death Before Dishonor with a women's title match. And then their women's matches are generally longer. Now, I do, I do, be fair, I only watch the pay-per-views. I, I do not want to pay even six quid a month or whatever it is in, in, in real money to... Uh, to get a product, I'm probably not going to have time to watch. Yeah. So, so I generally just pick up the pay per views. But it seems to me, from the pay per views at least, women are at least getting treated better in Ring of Honor. I don't know if that's the case for week by week TV. Maybe, maybe you're onto something there. Maybe it's something with a discovery deal where maybe they don't see the worth in it, and they're just like, we want X amount of minutes of matches, and that then limits, you know, the the availability, perhaps. Um, what, Sorry, 
I just want to say that no, Fran, the documentary does not just stop partway through because we all know Cody can't finish the story. That's superb. <laughs> but it is a full documentary. It does have a very weird ending because it is very much building up to, I'm going to beat Roman at WrestleMania. And then the last like three minutes, he's going to be like, I didn't beat Roman. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, the story continues. <laughs> um, it really was... seems like. And what was the worst, uh, worst of the week for uh, for the WWE? The worst for the WWE was Gable Stevenson getting booed during his debut. Mm. Against Baron Corbin at the Great American Bash. Baron Corbin, who's notoriously um, never never really endeared himself to the crowd since his very early NXT run. Well, he got he got uh, a positive. Um, crowd reaction in France during a Euro- European tour, mm. and that made all the news websites because he never gets a positive reaction. No, he doesn't. I made all the news. It was something to do with the YouTuber had like started this grassroots like I love Baron Corbin thing as like a, a bit of a gag apparently, and the crowd just went. It basically spread around France, and um, it became like a an in joke really, and apparently he was quite touched anyway. But it, it became like a th- it was news on like a lot of the wrestling news sites. Like, oh, Baron Corbin got a really good reaction in front. That doesn't happen when any of anybody else gets a weird reaction. So that's how much of a reaction Baron Corbin doesn't get. And yet, during his heat segments of beating Abel Stevenson up, he was getting cheered. Hmm. I think it's a massive mistake to put Gable Stevenson on TV. Do do you think um do you think it's kind of a case of them as in NXT or WWE feeling that oh, we've bigged this guy up for a long time and we've paid him however much money for exclusivity and uh, maybe the charges which we won't you know obviously go into maybe yeah. they're not whatever. Who knows? Let's take the gamble. It doesn't really seem like a gamble that's worth taking that risk on until, you know, you, you yeah. shouldn't really have him on TV during this time. You know, if people have, if, if people have looked into him, um, and fans know about that, he's going to get booed, plain and simple. Uh, he got into trouble at one point and put on an ankle lock. And that also got him in trouble because there were a chance of you're not angle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so maybe it was just a misstep. We don't know because I haven't seen, obviously this is the guy's first match. So we don't know if Ritz people, people learning about the, the allegations, the charges, or whether or not people just didn't like his wrestling style. Or whether or not people think he's got too much too soon. I don't. I mean, don't forget this guy was at, at a WrestleMania in a segment designed to just show him. He was drafted to Raw during one of the drafts, and then didn't turn up because he wasn't ready. Yeah, like this guy's had a massive spotlight put on him, and people could just be thinking, "Who the heck does this guy think he is?" Yeah, yeah. I mean, but- Kurt Angle was, I guess. He was the exception to the rule in terms of how quickly he he took to it, and not just in terms of the ring, because obviously he's a, he's a gold medal athlete, he's a professional athlete, um, but just obviously the mannerisms, the character, and whatnot. And 
yeah there's always going to be that comparison isn't there um when it comes to uh to gabe steveson but um the time taken to get from that wrestlemania moment to this and nxt storyline now and then obviously the allegations which you know i don't know the ins and outs but not confirmed we don't you know that's obviously going to go through its whole process with with, with charges and whatnot but it just seems like a a gamble and maybe they thought that it's a gamble worth taking because it's nxt and nxt isn't on usa network as far as i'm aware anymore as far as i'm aware or is it just on wwe network i'm not sure i can't remember for the amount it gets advertised on raw and smackdown you'd think i'd know exactly when things were on but Oof. It's well, it's not on a main roster show, so may, I don't know. Right. Maybe they thought, uh, well, you know. Now, personally, I would have put him straight onto the main roster because your less knowledgeable fans would have just been like, "Isn't gold medalist? Isn't that really cool?" Your knowledgeable fans would have looked into the guy, mm. would have read that he's not picked up things as fast as um, coaches expected. Uh, that was reported about six months back, and that now they're like, "Oh, he's come along a lot," well, you know. Mm. And obviously, I'm only going by. I I do look up a lot of backstage stuff, but I do it, I do it so I've got talking points. Not that I'm passing judgment, but if someone's taking all that stuff seriously, and maybe they're thinking this guy doesn't even deserve to be here or that kind of thing. I don't know. I didn't. Th- I don't actually. I don't actually think he was bad in ring. That's what that's what weirded me out. It's just the crowd just turned on him and cheered Corbin. That's the one that kills me. It's like, oh yeah, Corbin was over in NXT, but this isn't the same NXT. No, as uh, as Priceless says, remember when Stevenson was drafted to Raw? Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's uh, interesting. I mean, it's 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 one of those things where there's been a number of wrestlers um in recent years with varying degrees of not very nice allegations made against them um and kind of wwe have kind of still gone ahead with with featuring them so i guess it shouldn't be too surprising um but yeah the the crowd the crowd really didn't seem to be very endeared with him and i i I don't watch nxt so i i don't know how they've responded to him in previous segments i don't know if his segments previously have just been backstage or if he's had a similar reception doing anything in ring um but yeah that was uh that was a bit uh bit rough wasn't it for a big for a big name they're expecting to to uh to be not to point of phrase but the next big thing mm. um you really got the imp- i mean like i said they put the guy out of mania just to be like look we signed this guy who does that unless you think he's going to be the man i i wonder if it was like a panic move like oh other places want him or he might go back to you know am- amateur wrestling let's let's just do it now let's do it now because i don't know i i, I have to think it's a bit of a panic panic move by very, them very weird choice to, to even sign him in my opinion mm. well do you reckon we should uh well we've got we've got two things i guess left there's one... two, 
One of them isn't on the running sheet because um, I didn't put it down on the running sheet. So which order do you want to do them in? Do you want to do WWE or AEW first? Well, should we do WWE because we've got things to... We have a card. Yeah. <laughs> we have a card. We can we can chat through, and then uh, yes. and then yeah, I guess we can we can speculate uh, after that on uh, AE Dub. Okay, so obviously SummerSlam is this Saturday. Mm-hmm. So we have the we have what we believe to be the card. They could they could add stuff. They could take stuff away. You never know. I mean, I honestly thought that uh, Trish and Becky was going to be on this card. Yeah. And not according, not according to Raw, they're going to be on Raw in two weeks. Okay, interesting. So that's a match I thought was going to be added, added to SummerSlam that didn't get added. But let's go down these, these matches. The first match I've got written down is Logan Paul versus Ricochet. Like, you know, Logan Paul has his detractors i mean i think we can all agree is he is he's got it in the ring he's a natural athlete um he's easy to hate because just you know he's logan paul um but man could make a lot of money wrestling but he doesn't need a lot of money to but he is i think he's kind of revitalizing ricochet a bit i think this is the kind of feud that ricochet's needed because it's it's all very well having a nice guy who does lots of flippy stuff and is capable of doing loads of loads of cool flippy stuff. But for a long time, Ricochet, yeah, when, when he when he gets near a microphone, it's just like, oh God, I'm dying inside. Um, but with Logan Paul, he's kind of almost got the perfect foil. And the fact that their storyline basically started all the way back at their viral moment in the Royal Rumble... Um, You've you've now got a situation where I think this is the perfect match for someone like Logan Paul to win because you know you can't you can't keep having marquee matches and losing. And Rick- I was going to say he's, he's he's lost every marquee match. Yeah, really, apart from the Miz. So and everyone beats the Miz. Yeah. So I think, in my opinion, Logan Paul, if they're going to keep using him, and they should, because every time they use him, they get a banger of a match and they get a lot of social media interaction. Um, despite what I might think of the guy personally, I think hmm. he needs to beat Ricochet. It's a shame it's Ricochet. It's a shame it's Ricochet because Ricochet could also use the win. Yeah, there isn't anybody at the moment that Logan Cole, Logan Cole, Logan Paul can beat, and the other guy be fine off it as well. Yeah. So my thing is, it has built Ricochet up, but will he end up just going back down to the tag ranks with I don't know. Um, no, Braun Strowman's injured, so they'll stick him with someone else. Maybe I, I hope it's a, yeah. a sign that they're going to bring them both up. But you never know. I, I I'd hope so. I mean, I I think that this is a good opportunity for him to get featured um, on the pay per view to show what he can do a bit. Because the last sort of big match I can think of that he had was was it against like Brock Lesnar or he had like some sort of title match a few months back. I can't remember exactly. But it's one of those things where it's like, oh, cool, Ricochet's getting a, an opportunity, but it was basically a squash. So I think this is an opportunity for him to have a competitive match to really kind of showcase some of the crazy stuff he can do. And I imagine he's going to pull some things out the bag that we've probably not seen him do in a WWE ring or not for a little while. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think this is the kind of match that Logan Paul, to keep him as that cocky, 
arsehole that you, you just want to go, oh, God, can't someone kick his ass? I think Logan Paul's got this. Yeah, me too. Uh, I, I wish I could disagree. But to me, uh, Logan Paul's more important than Ricochet. So Logan yeah. Paul needs to be propped up as how he can win the occasional big one. Yeah, yeah. Then we've got, uh, next on the list, I've got written Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler, which we, we've already talked about that amazing hype package, which I might even, I might even tune into the pre-show just to watch that hype package again. That hype package mm. is really good. Very it's well a good, done. It's a good solid seven-minute-long seven hype package, and you're like, whenever I see a hype package that's that long, I'm like, well, you're wasting time in a live program. And then it's like, nah, this was good. This was like as good as the, the Taker. Shawn Michaels too running up that running up that hill hype mm. package when Shawn was trying to get Taker to fight him. Uh, one of my favorite hype packages in, in wrestling history. But this is really good. This feels real. Yeah, that's it. It's one of those promos that you know, with all the backstage, uh, well, you know, the, the pre wrestling stuff, the UFC, and just MMA in general, and the home relationships, and you know, the four horsewomen and all that stuff. When it feels like there's some reality behind it, it's so much more endearing than when it's just, oh, I've always wanted to be a wrestler since I was a kid, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. Everyone's either wanted to be a wrestler since they're a kid or they just fell into it because they're big. Um, I don't, don't care about your sub story. This, I found, was really... It was a storyline that I was really just like, oh, okay, yeah, Ronda Rousey's got a storyline now, great. But the hype package has made me want to tune into this match. Um, I imagine, I imagine Ronda will win unless there there's a long term plan for this. Uh, in which case, I could see them maybe do a Rocky Three thing where Shayna surprises Ronda by blattering her, and then you've got Ronda building herself back up to go against her again. I don't know if they would put that time into it, but so I, I, imagine, I think it's going to be a Ronda win personally. But I imagine Ronda will lose. She is leaving. Oh, she's definitely leaving. According to, according, I think even according to her, I think uh, like she's well, done after so much time. Well, that's, I mean, okay. Well, I guess that's the way the way to do it is to go out on your back and uh, put yeah. over your best friend. Yeah, yeah, put her over and because I mean, Shayna is long overdue featuring as a top baddie, like. She's been kind of woefully misused for the majority of her main roster run. You can say that about most of the people that came up in her era of NXT as well. Yeah. Like, they were just... I mean, how she didn't come in as the foil to Ronda Rousey to begin with. Mm. They took they far too have... long to bring them together. They... They should have had the kind of Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels rivalry where it's like every couple of years they have a big match. It's just one of them. They, they they know each other so well. I can guarantee this match is at least going to be half good. Yeah, yeah. I, Which I, for Ronda's matches lately has not been the case. No, no. I I, I feel with with Shayna um, involved in this, um, and I imagine you know they talked about all the practicing for Ronda's fights in in UFC ahead of the time. So I imagine they're really going to kind of drill in you know, certain spots into this, but I, I feel that that match is gonna be a minimum like 7 out of 10, especially after this hype package. Prior to that, I probably would have been like, oh, I don't know, it'd be alright maybe. Yeah. 
this is all provided it gets a little time, of course. I hope it does. Yeah. I hope it's not just a quick squash. Yeah, um, you'd, but... you'd hope with the effort the production put into that promo that, you know, they'd get sufficient time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to me, we've, we've got different views there, so I guess we'll, we'll find out when, when SummerSlam happens, which one yeah. of us is right. Well, I've said it, it'll probably be you. <laughs> Ronda would have signed another six-year contract or something. <laughs> to make me look foolish. Come on, Ronda. Uh, Next what... match, we've got Gunther versus Drew McIntyre for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, should be great. Possibly steal the show. Um, I expect another hard-hitting, need a month off to recover kind of match. Mm. I hope Gunther wins. I'd, I'd like Gunther to win. I mean, he's got to be closing in. How, how far away record. is he from the record? I do not know. It's been a long time since I cared about yeah. how long the IC record was. Last time I cared about how long the IC, IC record was was when Santino Morello was trying to beat Honky Tonk Man's record. Mm. He had the honker meter. So, and after that, Bell has, this has made me care. Gunther in general has made me care about the IC title. And oh, Gunther's been incredible. He has been incredible. And, and I think he... I mean, he's not the real IC title because that's hanging behind me. Oh, right. You know. <laughs> He has shown that, you know, he is one of the most dependable hands in WWE. I mean, they've got an incredibly talented roster as it is. You know, there's not, we're not really in the days of, of, of the past where, you know, half of the roster are kind of clunky, but they go by on their appearance. Like, Gunther is with a very skilled group. But he, to coin a phrase from, um, from Seamus, from old Seamus, Gunther just has banger after banger after banger. Um, and that was especially showcased this week. He had a five-minute initial uh, run-the-clock sort of match with Chad Gable. And even just in those five minutes before things, you know, went on. Perfect it was brilliant. It was brilliant. Um, so, I mean, Christ, there's so many good matches on this card. But I think this has easily got the potential to steal the card. Yeah. I mean, and obviously Drew as well, not to uh, not to undersell him at all. Have you heard about Drew? I've heard various things. I've heard he's re-signed. I've heard he's not re-signed, but they've put him back on TV in an attempt to get him to re-sign. I've heard a lot of stuff. I, I, all I've heard really is him sort of say that don't believe the dirt sheets because a lot of stuff was getting said, but it was never like a definitive this is exactly what was going on. He didn't say to my knowledge that he was away injured or that it just seemed like he was he was just away. You, you was, don't you don't make all your pictures on Twitter black if you if you're just injured. That mm. that was a I'm not going to advertise you or your company uh, yeah. unless you give me better stuff. I think anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's some something's got to have occurred there. Definitely, definitely. But it seems like you know his his back is uh, all in. Um, so hopefully he you know, is. Just, I mean that's uh, that's in England. That's in England. <laughs> he, he he can't be at all in. Drew right. Galloway he's, is all in. If he's if he's his original contract, I think he's still under contract till October or November. Nah. I can't so people were saying like, "Oh, he might be coming." He's like, "No, he's not." No, no. Uh, but no, I think that's yeah. Like I say, potential to steal the steal the show. It's going to be incredible, and I hope that they get you know a good. 
I, I imagine they will because they have done previously so they'll get a good length of time i'm sure yes i'd certainly hope so speaking of a good length of time i imagine that the following match Asuka versus Bianca Belair versus Charlotte Flair, the WWE Undisputed Women's Championship. We also get a good length of time. Should Transition. do. Should do. Um, yeah, um, I just I find it difficult to care about a match that Charlotte Flair's in, and it's nothing against her wrestling ability at all because she's a natural. She's brilliant. I just find myself bored when she's on screen yeah because of the same thing that happens every time she walks in and is immediately inserted into the title picture it's the most frustrating thing because she's the best wrestler they've got mm, yeah she's the best female wrestler in ring that they have close with some people it's close with like Asuka and I'd say it's close with uh, Rhea Ripley but to me Charlotte Flair is the best female wrestler they have and people don't care because the only story they tell is look how many belts I've won or yeah. I'm going for the belt or I am the champion. Yeah, yeah. Every, no. every, every time. There's no non-title storylines. All I her. want is her to be like, no, so-and-so is my friend so I'm calling to her aid. Her and I are going to tag up and we're going to take you down. Or I want to train a protege. I think that I'm as good a trainer as uh, my dad was for me. So I'm going to train this person to to be as good, and we're going to, I'm going to make them. I am the maker of champions, not only the champion of champions. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to train this person up, make them win the belt, and they're going to hand it over to me in gratitude. And then when they don't do that, then you've got a match for a title that you care about. I guess the <laughs> only like, walk in, get the belt. I guess the only non-title feud that I can think of in recent memory with her and. Thinking about it, she may well have actually been champion at the time, which is probably likely. Uh, would have been when she was feuding with Lacey Evans, and Lacey Evans was uh, inferred to be shagging her dad. Um, that was that was awkward. That was just awkward. That, oof! Stop! Stop calling with Flair, ladies, man. He looks like the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> now, even when he was in Evolution, they were like making him walk out of uh, walking out of limousines with like squealing women, and I'm like, dude. Like, what are you doing? Come like, come on. No. <laughs> and I, yeah, I mean, is, is this her 16th win? Is, is this her 16th belt if she gets this If she one? gets it, yeah. I think she's on 15 at the moment. So she's getting it so she can equal her dad. Yeah. Yeah, and Asuka, I mean, when Asuka returned at uh, the Rumble and she had that kind of, I guess, the classic pre-WWE sort of makeup style... Um, I was very hyped. She was going for more of a, a, you know, kind of heel character with the makeup. But I've, oh, I'd, she's she's the I, third wheel in her own program. Yeah, I, I've I she's found a, her disappointing, not in ring, but just in terms of the utilization. It feels like a missed opportunity. Never going to utilize her. No, if they were going to utilize her. They've done it years ago, and she's she's incredible. She's my favorite women's wrestler. Because everything she does looks like it kills you. Mm. And yet, she always, she always looks menacing. But if you wanted to be a baby face, she's got that kind of bounce and that, that movement that makes you go, oh, this person's cool. Yeah. And she's never been focused on. She's always been, oh, and Asuka. Outside yeah. of NXT. She's always been, oh, and Asuka, because that'll make a good match. Yeah, which is a real shame. I hate it. Yeah, not good. Not good. 
Charlotte's winning. Yeah, I, I can see Charlotte winning, and I wouldn't mind if Charlotte won and got the 16th title just for the sake of it, but then got cashed in on. And it may seem I'd like a right. bit... It may seem like a bit premature, but at the same point, normally the women's money in the bank is cashed in on London. the same night. Yeah. Uh, but then again, I want Io versus Asuka. I mean, the mm. chat all want Io versus Asuka. Yeah. And that's the match. But I do not think they're going to let Charlotte lose. I honestly don't. They seem to think she has to be the equal of her dad. And it's like her dad's, her dad's title reigns. Apart from the stuff at the end in WCW where that thing was tra- changing every week, some of his da- some of her dad's title reigns lasted a year. Or yeah. he might lose it. He might lose it after six months and then gain it after the next the next 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 att- next attempt. Mm. Like his match, his title reigns were important a lot of the time. Hers just seems to be like, well, back in the title. Yeah, this is it. She she wins the belt. She then loses. And you know, if anything's like recent uh, recent history, she's done off TV for a few months, and then she returns, she's inserted back, back into the title picture. She's only just come back. They need just ooh. yeah. Her recent return was after Makes me... losing previously from a another quick return. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. It's just like um, I don't know. What what hurts me is she is really technically sound. Like she's the best technical in the ring. She's she's the best they've got at that style. Yeah, the, 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 the only thing not that, interested. The only thing with her is, I mean, yes, they're constantly in the title picture, but then also, um, when she has had a feud, I don't know if it's a character choice or if it's a personality thing. I, you know, like reality blending into the character. But a lot of the time in the past, when she'd have a feud, if someone the the face in the situation is talking, she'd either be talking over them, or she would never act like the words have got to her and, you know, never she'd essentially, in a way, almost never put over who she's going against, and a number yeah. of times when she's lost, I think it happened at Mania, and quite a few times before that, you'd get the camera angle where she's there going, <laughs> oh, you, you got me this time, kid, you got you got lucky on the night, oh definitely happened Definitely had the mania because she was rolled out, leaning on the apron, like crying and smiling. It's like, yeah. Okay, okay, let's say that he's genuine. Let's say you think that is the best match you've ever had and you're emotional about it. Get the hell out of the arena. Yeah. The focus doesn't need to be on you. You could literally, if you have that moment, be just like, oh, man, I'm pissed. Lost my title. You know, and then have your soppy yeah. moment backstage. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I think she's winning. I don't want her to. I'd rather ask her kept it. And yeah. Bianca, um, she had that long title run. And I kind of want her away from the belt as well, just to give us something different. Yeah. So, I, I'd like a Bianca heel turn, because I think she's... See, I can't tell if she's... She really turned heel, because it's like half the time she comes across like she has, is in a subtle way, and half the time it's kind of like, oh, aren't I hard done by it? It's like, well, what are you? You know... Mm. Are you gonna? What are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh dearie me! Right, yeah, I I think there's a strong possibility Charlotte wins, but I I don't know if I necessarily see Asuka retaining. Unfortunately, as much as I'd love oh. her to, 
That's the one I want, so it won't happen. <laughs> uh, right, what's what's the next match on the card? The next match on this card is Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor on the World Heavyweight Championship. Hmm. Um, be good. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I, I hate I hate this two world title thing because they're being uh, I hate this two world title thing and I'm going to be a hypocrite because I don't hate the AW one. <laughs> mm. uh, I, I hate this because it feels like it was created because nobody could beat Roman. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind that quite so much. I mean, if they within six months start doing a champion for champion thing again, I'd think, oh, what? Just crying out loud, guys. Just if you're going to have separate belts, just don't have them ever face just because yeah. that then leads into the exact same situation. It doesn't help that the other title is called the Undisputed cha- um, yeah. you know, title, but... Yeah, dictionary, fellas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But with, with this one, I mean... Seth is over and entertaining. I quite like the character where he's a bit nutty, but, you know, crowd singing the song, you can't help but get a bit like, oh, yeah, okay, this is cool, because the crowd reactions can sometimes dictate, you know, yep. how you recept to it. Finn, I, as, 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 as decent as the Judgment Day are, they're much better than when they first sort of came about and they were a bit of a jokey group to it, you know, not intentionally, but weren't really a serious kind of entity to begin with. Um, it didn't feel like it anyway. But with Finn, I want to want Finn to win the title because he's a wrestler who deserves a proper main roster title reign. But I've got no interest. I I, I don't feel like they're going to do it with him. I feel like... I'm exactly the same. Yeah, And it sucks. It's a shame. And maybe if it was the Balor Club Finn from like his second run in NXT or whatever, I don't know if it... Whether it be... I don't know if maybe it's because of him being in Judgment Day that I see him not being the front and center but then i just feel that wwe probably don't feel i don't know if there's like a held resentment because they were pushing him to the moon when he came to the main roster and he got injured but it he just is doesn't the leader like of judgment it. day he's the leader of judgment day and yet he's the least focused on and he's the least successful yeah um i would love to see him win this belt just just so you could have a run with a belt it isn't like the IC when it means nothing or the US when it means nothing. If he got a a world title, it would sort of be a second take for that universal title run he should have had. Yeah. I was very excited when he won that and then obviously dotted when he had to had to give it up. But like you, I just can't see them giving it to him. I think they've lost faith. Yeah. And it's it's a real shame. It's a real shame. Um, yeah, I, I mean they made it made him look a complete fool in that match with uh, with uh, Reigns. The top rope broke, and I don't think he's ever really recovered in the eyes of a lot of people as a threat. The, the 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 difficulty is it's one of those things where it's like, well, you know, he's doing as as told. It's the plan. But yeah, the bit when he was laying on the floor and then the the music was playing the dun dun or whatever, and he was flopping around like a fish, like. Oh, yeah. I've still got life in me. It's like, 
like it looked corny as hell and it's unfortunate that that's a stigma that then kind of sticks with him because it's not as if he went off script and decided i'm gonna pretend that the music is showing me come to life like that's the plan it just looks shite yeah <laughs> it's just a bad plan yeah so i would love them to be able to revitalize finn um but it does it certainly does feel like he's the afterthought in in the judgment day and that could lead to some good story things i mean there's things that they could do here like he loses and then seth gets cashed in on successfully or and then he's got that resentment because i didn't i couldn't win the title but then he came and stole it from me or whatever or the only reason you are champion is i softened him up for you yeah or or damien does what seth did a, a mania and goes you know part part way through the match he goes right it's now a triple threat it's okay, Finn. We're going to kick the crap out of him. You know, Judgment Day winning is the main thing, something like that. But Finn's like, no, I, I want the belt. Maybe. there's The interesting thing there yeah. is what they can do storyline-wise. But as a match, mm-hmm. it's going to be good. But I don't, like you, I don't really care. It'll be, a, it'll be a good match. I just My thing with doing the cashing and making it a three-way, on paper, that's a great idea. They do love to overbook this kind of thing, though, when it's like, oh, partners are going to turn each other. So, yeah, you've made it really obvious, or it comes out of nowhere. It's, there's never, like, the correct amount of foreshadowing. It's always, like, the most obvious thing on the planet, or it comes out of nowhere. And I really wouldn't want um, Damien Priest to have to be like, my first title win was in this clusterfuck of, <laughs> of, mm. a, um, of a triple threat. Like, they never really point out when Seth went up Mania they ever really point out it was a triple threat or they just talk about it, it was a cash yeah, yeah yeah it's just the cash they, they act like it the was right at the, the end century um i guess the other potential because you know talking about it there's a lot of potential for where they could go um whether they do or not storyline wise but you could have damien at some point during the match or after the match cash in um but unsuccessfully because Finn reacts negatively, like, what the hell are you doing? And during that time, it ends up costing costing Damien. So then Damien's lost the briefcase. I mean, you're then in the situation of a, another sort of failed cash-in. But at the same point for me, do I see Damien Priest at world title level? I think they, they, they are starting to. I think they're starting to after uh, Backlash. Oh, yeah. After that bad Backlash bunny. match where he took care of Bad Bunny and they had a they had possibly the best celebrity match I've ever seen. That includes all the Logan Paul stuff and all that. I think that was a that was a match where it was like you told me that guy was a proper trained wrestler. Uh, I believe you. Um, so I think they're they're going. This guy's got presence. He's got size. He's not. He's a lot older than I thought he was. Mm. I, just, I, I thought he's near his forties. Yeah, he's early thought forties. Yeah. Well, I thought he was like mid twenties, so he's aging well. <laughs> but uh, if if they're gonna strike, they need to strike now. If they're ever gonna make him a champ for a little bit, yeah, yeah, I I, I guess so. I guess so. Um, yeah, interesting, interesting. I mean, they do seem to have a lot of faith in in the Judgment Day. Um, or Dirty Dom Dom, and uh, and his mummy. <laughs> But yeah, it's going to be interesting, but it's just not a match I'm fussed with. Dominic Mysterio is one of the most overact in wrestling. Not just WWE, in wrestling. If you'd have told me that at Clash of the Castle, I'd have been like, okay, you're insane. 
I used to bite badmouth him so much uh, last year, referring to him as a trolley boy. And now he's the NXT North American champion with the biggest crowd reactions. Hey, it's working. It's work. <laughs> I still don't think he, I still don't think he's great in the ring. Oh god, no. <laughs> but his character work is his character work is genius. So Yeah. Yeah. What do I know? Just keep listening to this show. <laughs> find out what I know. Right, what what uh, what else we got on the card next up? Uh, Cody Rhodes versus uh, who's this guy? Brock Lesnar. Uh Brock Lesnar. Uh, but that's the that's the last. Wasn't that was that Jer- was that another one of Jericho's? Oh, that's a Jericho one. Ah, <laughs> oh, Brock Lesnar. <sighs> yeah, um, Cody's got to win this, surely. Yeah, it, you can't have you can't have Cody lose. Uh, and it's a storyline I don't want to continue. Um, you know, Brock Lesnar, I think, works best in short storylines. Uh, and Cody, it's, he needs to kind of move on from this. But I do feel it's going to be Cody's injured. The injury's getting targeted. How's he going to overcome this? And hopefully he, he does. He's, an, he's a WCW star wrestler. Yeah. That is... That is the WCW Star Wrestler main event with, an, with a previous injury match. I've seen a fair few of them. Uh, <laughs> and he'll be, to me, he should win. I think they're I think they're lining up for next year's WrestleMania. I think they can. I think they think they can do that, mm. and they're probably right. Um, but uh, he'll get to me. He'll go over Rock, and then maybe Gunther will lose the IC title and move into the main events he'll probably go over Gunther after a bit and by then should have made it to Mania after he's won the Rumble yeah yeah I mean to be honest I find and not to not to downplay Cody at all because you know he's very he's very over very entertaining he's certainly for me more a lot more entertaining than he was at the tail end of AEW where I really found him's character quite delusional uh, and the storyline's just really like oh my god so you, you can tell that he's booking a lot of this himself um, <laughs> I'm the American hero oh no I still remember thinking I still remember thinking that was completely intentional and it was so over the top it had to be a thing where he was going to turn around and be like comically evil and I was like that's brilliant that's genius and he left and I was like oh no he just wanted to be oh oh no the evil oh, QT Marshall and the factory have taken over my a, private bus the guy's a total mark okay yeah I, I, I as you know I, I, my fandom of him has, uh, has changed in stark contrast to where it was in AEW WWE done, done, done great with uh, with him um, and I would have Thought it'd be awesome if he won at Mania. It obviously didn't happen. But if we're talking potential prospects for, you know, obviously it's raw specific, the the world heavyweight championship picture, I'd much prefer Gunther over Cody Rhodes. Like I find that I think that's so much more interesting. Um but you you can't really have Well actually you can because Seth's if Seth was retaining he is a technically a face. Uh so Gunther Gunther v Seth, I think that'd be money. It would be, but Gunther's got to keep the IC title for a bit longer. Yeah, okay, yeah. We'll get the record. Get the record done. That's uh, one record I don't mind breaking. And I don't think... I don't think they're going to have it go straight onto Gunther. I think Gunther's another person that someone like Cody can overcome. They've given him Brock. 
uh, if they give him Gunther, he'll be he'll, he'll be what they see as a giant beater, as a world beater. Yeah. So, yeah, true. I you know I I think Gunther's probably the best in ring worker of that style I've ever seen. Like he's one of the better big men of all time. He's weird <laughs> to say when you know that list for me is like Vader, and Bam Bigelow. Yeah, Earthquake I quite like, and then it's like Gunther, who's totally different. He's a totally different wrestler, but he is that. Uh, he's in that league. If you know what I mean, he's in that kind yeah. of. He's not a small guy, but he's not one of these. Uh, it's like Heidenreich, where it's just like, <laughs> oh, he, he's he's six foot something, and he's built, so he's going to get a push. This guy can work. Yeah. Oh, so to me, they'll use him to make a bigger baby face. Yeah, which I mean, yeah, as long as as long as that didn't hamper uh, a push for him into the main event uh, down the road, that'd be the main the main concern. He'll get there. He's too good not to. Yeah. And then what what have we got uh, potentially main eventing the show? And then the main event in a tribal combat match. Know what that is? Uh, for the universe for the for the WWE. Undisputed Universal Championship of the World. We have Jey Uso versus the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns. Um, there are people out there that are saying this would be the perfect ending to the story. Uh, for Jey Uso, the guy who, you know, got first brought into the the bloodline to take out uh, Roman, I just can't see it. No, I mean. I in terms of storyline, you could trace it back to the initial feud with Jay, which then obviously brought in Jimmy, who was injured at the time, and eventually joining, you know, as the bloodline and all that stuff. Like, from a storyline perspective, I get it, I suppose. Um, I just, I... Is Jay the man to end such a historic reign? Is Jay the next top guy that you're gonna you're gonna sit on for the next ten years? No, no. I'm sorry, he's not. He doesn't no. have the look they like. He's good interview. He's spent a long time being in a tag team. They've not really done that since like Bret Hart had someone come from the tag team through the Intercontinental ranks. Oh, and Shawn Michaels um, to the world title. If they were going to do that, they needed to have done that when he was a little... How old are they? Um, the Usos did sign young, so maybe they are a bit younger than I think. Um, I mean, they've they've been around on the main roster for quite a while now. Yeah. Sec. Oh, look. Usos. I reckon mid-30s. 37. right. So that's reasonably young for a WWE wrestler these days, to be fair. He could do it. Um my thing is that he beat he beat Roman last month. He pinned yeah. Roman. That's his well done. Is your prize. But you're not the guy. No, I don't I don't feel his he's the guy. Um I think it's gonna be an entertaining match. The thing that I find with the Usos 
uh, Jimmy and Jay's. Very, very good matches, entertaining matches. Bit too much on the super kicks for me, and I guess that's modern. That's just modern wrestling in general. I mean, you know, you talk about too many super yours? kicks. Look at the young bucks, but um, uh, we have to. <laughs> but yeah, for for me, I mean, I'm kind of you know, I, I remember the period where all of a sudden everyone did a DDT as a transitional move, and it's only now that you don't see it so much as a transitional move. It's a few people now use it as a as a finisher, which is can good. Canadian Destroyer is a transitional move these days. It's a two oh, count. God, do, do you know what? That move really just lost a lot of um, importance, not importance, but impressiveness for me when it was shown that it looks impressive, but quite a lot of people can do it because I guess the onus is on the person having the move done to them. Like, yeah, Dustin Rhodes. Uh, Dustin Rhodes does it. Oh, it's impressive because he's, he's an older guy. Um, the Rock and Roll... Is it the Rock and Roll Express? Rock and Roll Express, yes. Yeah, um, they did it in, a, in an AEW ring, and it's like... Morton. Yeah. Morton does it, and... So, guys, it's, it's, it's a fun pop, but... When Petey Williams first bust that out, you could see how it was done. He did it in such a way that there was more of a... To me, anyway, to my memory, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to go back and look at old TNA to find out no, it looked no. terrible, but to my memory, there was some snap on that revolution, so it looked devastating. Now it's just kind of like, yeah, I'm I'm kind of going over slow, but I'm, I'll get there, and then that. Yeah, it's uh, so yeah the, su- the super kick, um, especially in a, obviously Young Bucks, but especially for an Usos match is one of those ones where they they do it so many times, and considering it's kind of part of their finishes i mean i know they do the 1d as a tag team now but individually it's like super kick and then maybe also the splash but when you have to do a move like seven times in a row along with a few other times earlier it's just sort of too much i mean it's it's cool because of the pop and effect but i can see this being a match where jay there's a lot of back and forth roman does a lot of trash talking jay then looks like oh he's actually going to do this somehow I know it's tribal combat, and that means like no outside into. I don't know. There's there's certain rules around it, but I imagine that there's going to be some way that Solo is involved, or there's a surprise other thing relating to the the tribal family, or you know. Well, um, someone's on strike right now, or they should be. Maybe they need something else to do. What? Oh, the writers. The Rock's on strike, isn't he? He's got. Oh big, right. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that's going to happen, but it'd be pretty funny. So, you know, I couldn't do Mania because I had too much work, but now I've got no now work. I've got no so work please, yeah. please let me do some stuff. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind a surprise appearance from uh, from Dwayne. Not that I think that's going to happen. I just thought it was really, I just thought it was really funny because I was thinking about like a rock can't do anything, but wrestling isn't part of any of that. He could come back to do something now, but like. He's not gonna. He doesn't need to. You but, might um, be onto something. You might have just predicted it. If I did, I totally wholeheartedly believed in it. If I didn't, it was just a wild fantasy of mine. <laughs> but that's yeah. I mean, that's it, it's a pretty stacked card, really, isn't it? And it's not overly long. Like they've gone a bit. They've gone for a few more matches than a couple of the recent premium live events that have had. You know, like five five match cards but i think 
this this makes me feel pretty confident that each match is going to get its due time. So it's going to yeah. be a good show. Until SmackDown, where they add two more. There is, there is a battle royal happening, but I think that's happening in the pre-show. Okay, yeah. I wouldn't mind that. Um, but yeah, um, should be very good. Looks looks good. I can't see how it disappoints. Unless no. unless it's unless everything is overbooked. I'll accept, <laughs> I'll ex, I will accept the Roman Reigns match being you know a thousand runnings that the referee doesn't see and whatever because that's just a Roman Reigns match at this point. But everything else I think should go down reasonably straight. Hopefully so. Hopefully so. Um. Well, we are going a little bit later than I initially. Um, yeah, I was, I was going to say we were going to discuss a certain other show, but coming up to you know ten o'clock at night for us, we have to get this thing ripped off, ripped off the YouTube feed. Uh, so if you want to wrap it up here, and we'll we'll come back to all in closer to the event. Yeah, because I guess I guess at this stage we've briefly touched Mate. on all in earlier on. Mainly, I wanted to moan that they're not booking anything, and they seem to be treating all out like it's a bigger show. <laughs> That's it. That's but, my entire yeah. Point. My right now, my gen at the, at the moment, it's like okay, this is a bit weird that we are, you know, in the month of the event and we haven't heard any anything about matches, but then. I guess that's not necessarily unheard of with AEW. Sometimes the builds start quite late. But you made a very good point. If they start announcing feuds or announcing matches or for all out before all in, then I'll start getting a little bit I mean, it's still gonna be a great event, but in terms of if it starts feeling like it's less important than the pay-per-view, oh. which is coming a few d- a week later, then that's a little bit of a kick in the face. Pause. It gives me pause. Uh, Will Ospreay is apparently going to be there. Yay. He's apparently going to be against Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's like, of all the people you could like, I get that you're not going to do Omega. Probably New Japan probably won't Omega. Probably made that deal to get Ospreay in the first place. Right? I get that you're not going to, you know, but Jericho, that should be fine, but like <laughs> the the only reason I'd be hyped for that, other than you know Osprey's offense, would be give us Lionheart Jericho because that means he comes out to White Zombie, and I love White Zombie. Oh Don't... no, no, he'll be Painmaker. He'll be Painmaker. Fucking Painmaker. Thing that Chris Jericho and Chris Jericho alone thinks he's cool. You can I'm tell that he puts on that he puts on that makeup and that hat, and he's just like, oh man, I'm so badass. such a badass, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> In maker. Um, okay, so Jericho Osprey. I'd have prefer- do you know what I think is a miss would make more sense to me. We have seen it before, but I think for a huge pop title change, Osprey v Orange Cassidy for the international title or the All Atlantic, whatever it is, and then have so Osprey think- win. You don't think that's going to be. Uh... Fox, from TV. Uh, yeah, but that's if they if they want to book it for <laughs> if they want to book it for all in. I I I just I see they got to have someone they got to have a Brit win something big because of it being hometown crowd. They love doing the hometown crowd. Yeah, are we are we really gonna do? We, are we the kind of 
do AEW book the kind of crowds that need that kind of like the hometown person one? Though? I don't think they do. I think uh, if you get appearances, uh, I suppose Pat could win something. The trio's belt, F triangle. Yeah, yeah, because they're not really doing much with um, House of Black as a trio. I mean, obviously they're doing their feud with uh, Andrade on Collision, which I think Collision has been week in week out the best TV. Again, another thing I wanted to get to, but you know we. We've run quite long. I've changed. We've run too quite much. long. Yeah, uh, yeah. I would be like, Collision's awesome, but yeah, oh, I love it. I love Collision. Um, yeah, it does, does give us more fuel for another show. Should you want to do one? Yeah, I mean, we're we obviously this is our first time back doing a a live a live stream show, which has all been going out on podcast platforms as well. Um, we haven't set in stone anything yet in terms of schedule. I don't know what I was going to say, like Sean Connery. Um, <laughs> schedule or uh, regularity. Um, but yeah, I mean, if it is, if if people have enjoyed the show and they want us to do this on a somewhat regular basis, then um, by yeah, all I means, can, I, can't, I can't. I uh, can't. Can't say I'll be doing this weekly. No, no, would, no. You know, but but you know, if it's something that people have enjoyed, then um, then I'd certainly be up for doing it again. Yeah, Had a good time. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a, uh, a cheap plug um, while we kind of wrap up this evening show. So, if people don't know, I've continued doing the Ministry of Horror. I now do it over on uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Tezius T Z Z I U S. So, if you're a horror fan by chance, um, or if you previously watched the shows on the network last year. I do them live over on Twitch, and they're normally the videos stay up online uh, for a little bit afterwards, for a couple of weeks afterwards, and podcast platforms. So, um, doing a show this Thursday as opposed to Friday because I'm away on Friday. Uh, latest news, reviews, and talking about the Phantasm film series. Um, so that's a little shameless plug for the that's horror the show. The ball, right? That's the what? Sorry, it's the one with the ball. Yep, it's the spheres with the and drill. That's as, much, that's as much as I can tell you. That's and <laughs> and the tall man played by the late Angus Scrim. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to be talking about that. You run a you run a type shit and a good show. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much. And uh, as mentioned earlier on, you know, thank you for keeping the wrestling arena formerly mos um with with the podcast pieces um obviously look forward to always you know kind of here and there and see if you know if people haven't listened on podcast platforms search wrestling arena it's it's good to get these uh latest news updates and discussion pieces um from paul and uh tourney years there's been a recent tourney years uh, hasn't there yeah we, there sh- we should now be back on track i've got like three or four i think now that need to be put put up it's simply being having this in my head being like, okay, I kind of want to do this live thing. I kind of want to find out if this can work, uh, whether people are going to tune in, whether they're going to enjoy it. Um, and it seems, you know, seems to have gone well. Uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll get back onto doing turn years as, as often as I can. Obviously, I've got to wait for Dave. Um, but we should be able to get back to some kind of regularity with that. My next show is Halloween Havoc 90, I believe which uh, has its own interesting uh, things about it. There's a character called the Black Scorpion, who is legendary in circles of wrestle crap. If you want to talk legendarily bad gimmicks and bad feuds, the Black Scorpion is uh, top five as far as I'm concerned. So um, 
you'll certainly hear all about that. Nice. And I will obviously keep the audio audio version of Wrestling Arena going. I've enjoy, I enjoy doing it. I'm, I just thought that we'd, we'd try a live show. We'd see how it went. And to me, it's gone very well. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, I've, I've enjoyed... Well, um, go, go ahead. I don't want to put a date on it. I don't want to put a frequency on it, but we'll certainly let you know if and when another one happens. I'll remember to put, on, put it on Facebook and Twitter next time, which I realized like three minutes before the show started I hadn't done. <laughs> but these are, these are, te- these are you know, teething problems. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much all, all I've got to say. Apart from thank you very much for tuning in. Yeah, we um, well, you know, we'll obviously like um, Paul said, discuss you know future shows, regularity, and all that stuff. Um, but we will be looking to arrange some form of uh, the wrestling arena TWA meetup for those that are attending All In. Uh, London Wembley Arena later this month so um, it's one of those things that's been discussed uh, a number of times um, in the discord but uh, yeah we very much will be looking um, closer to the date to uh, to arrange meet somewhere like a like a pub for a couple of drinks and uh, catch up and meet you know first time uh, a lot of the community uh, and then go to the show so um, keep your eyes peeled is a show happening in London like later this month first i heard of it there is and if you watch (laughs) if you watch wwe raw or smackdown on tnt sports you get a lot of adverts for aew (laughs) all in every ad break every ad break doing better jobs advertising all in than AEWR right now yeah yeah and it's it's pretty good ads as well. It looks really cool. They constantly show the the you know the stadium and the wrestlers and really sell it. You know, just it would help to know some matches. Well, oh, yeah. well, should we wrap this up? And I'm going to yes, try. I'm just going to say that uh, I've been Paul Barrow. and I've Thank been you, Chase. Thank you, Paul. And we'll see you next time. Ta-ra.